0: Welcome into the PFF NFL daily today. Talking about football. That's right. The hall of fame game happened last night and we're going to give you all of the biggest takeaways coming out of there. Sam, let's get into it. The Cowboys and the Steelers played an actual football game last night. So let's go back and forth. Your big takeaways from the first football action in months.
1: Yes, obviously it's preseason, and there's a limited degree to which you can take anything away from these games, particularly as half the starters weren't playing, though actually a lot more than I was expecting to be. You know, what, three-fifths? of Dallas' starting offensive line were out there. Najee Harris played a decent amount. There was a lot of Pittsburgh wide receivers playing. Like, a lot more of the starting group than I expected to be playing were playing. Um, What I was most interested in was what this Pittsburgh offense is starting to look like um, with the new coaching tree in there. Matt Canada's come in, going to bring some kind of college elements and all these things we've been talking about that Pittsburgh has not been doing in recent seasons, they look like they were doing. Certainly motion shifts, all those kinds of things, they were like a staple of this offense with the the, first team, quote-unquote, that was playing in this game. Um, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't out there, but they were running a lot of this stuff. Now, look, motion isn't great just in and of itself. It's not always a cheat code, but when you start to pair that with play action and with all these things together, those are a collection of schematic areas that do help offensive production and the the Steelers over the last couple of years have not tapped into that at all. Are they going to do it now? It certainly looks that way.
0: Yeah, maybe if only if it's Mason Rudolph's offense, maybe we'll see what happens with Big right. Ben. But yeah, it's a good sign. It's a good sign because um, it is something they need to do to to open things up a little bit. My big takeaway, my first one at least, is also on the Steelers' side. I think Chase Claypool is the most important non Big Ben on the Steelers. Chase Claypool's <laughs> success is is going to be huge for the Steelers last year, he showed those flashes. We saw Calvin Johnson on the sideline. He's going to the hall of fame. We've seen chase Claypool with his size and speed compared to Calvin Johnson.
1: Which isn't really,
0: Yeah. It's not really kind really doing that, but we've seen, we've seen those flashes. Chase Claypool still has that nice little stiff arm at the catch point on that dive and catch still has it like he had last year. But I really believe with how, how inconsistent big Ben was throwing the football last year down the field. If Claypool gives him a few more open targets and they really feature him um, as they did in this little, you know, Hall of Fame game on the vertical route tree, I think Claypool is one of the biggest keys, the biggest key to success in Pittsburgh this year besides Big Ben.
1: Yeah, I think that's possibly true. I think also Deontay Johnson um, is, is real key for that offense as well. He was featured heavily early and didn't drop a pass from from what i could tell which is a big thing for him if he can avoid stone hands going into this season that would be huge for his and the offense's ability almost all of my takeaways appear to be Steelers related actually now that I think about it
0: oh no mine are too we got to do something <laughs> Dallas related let's <laughs> well, go to the other well, side I want Dallas
1: I'll... related but it's facial hair related so that not, might not be great um, I'll find something you go Najee Harris might get a million carries this year I mean he's been brought in obviously first round running back to be the savior of this running game Fox was putting up these graphics about how inept and incapable the Steelers run game was last Last year, And Najee Harris is supposed to be the savior. And they were like loading him up in the first kind of quarter of a preseason game. Um, And, you know, he looked okay. But like, look, we've said before, he needs an offensive line. He needs some run blocking because if they're just going to give that guy a million carries this season and hope that he is individually good enough to have the entire offense rest on his shoulders, that's not a good recipe for success.
0: Yeah. Najee did look good. I mean, he made a couple nice moves in space and, you know, picked up a nice first down on a, on a run that wasn't really there, but um, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, I, I I think the big story in Pittsburgh being the offensive line and the fact that they're ranked 31st in our preseason offensive line rankings, it's the, the Steelers could mitigate it a little bit. If they do what you said, if your first takeaway, Matt Canada's uh, offense and the motion and the shifts and, uh, we did see a, a, buy, a fumble on, on a jet sweep, you know, which you know, that's that's the risk that you run. But just having those in the playbook with a below average run blocking offensive line will give Najee, you know, more opportunities. You know, will will give him more room to run. So I, I don't want to complete. I'll, I'll circle back to the Steelers stuff. We saw Micah Parsons play football, yeah. a little bit. It was only ten or eleven snaps. We saw him line up a little bit on the edge. We saw him line up at linebacker. That was one of my big things, was trying to figure out where is Micah Parsons going to play. So the takeaway is we don't really know yet. We don't have a definitive take if he's going to be a third down edge rusher or whatever it is. It did look like he was playing more of a traditional linebacker role. So it's not like Micah Parsons is going and playing defensive end now, the first round pick out of Penn State. He's a traditional linebacker, and I do think they'll probably get a little creative maybe on third down with him, as we talked about on the main BFF NFL podcast this week.
1: Right. For all the talk, of the creativity of the the various defensive players at Dallas have, the guys like Micah Parsons and Keanu Neal, I think were basically just playing the positions they're supposed to be playing. Like Micah Parsons looked like a linebacker. Keanu Neal, I think was looked like a a safety. Um, So I'm not sure what, again, preseason week one. So not even week one, the hall of fame week. So who knows how much they're actually showing. The other thing is that like these, the preseason used to be, the most vanilla concepts out there nothing creative nothing interesting these two teams were both blitzing the crap out of each other certainly early in the game and particularly pittsburgh i mean this was a team that led the nfl in pressure rate last season they blitzed a lot they appear to be all set to do that again yeah i'm
0: all for it man just let's attack forget vanilla forget just you know seeing passes against cover two and cover three all day uh, no, One more Dallas takeaway, another rookie, Osa Odigizua. Uh, once again, we did our NFC East preview on the big show, the PFF NFL podcast this week. We talked about how weak the Cowboys had been on the defensive interior, seemingly forever, but Odigizua with a good start. He played a ton of football in the Hall of Fame game, very good against the run. He's He's got a tweener type of body, 6'2", 279, but... Uh, as uh, you could tell that dallas was you know worried about their run defense the way they drafted in the mid and late rounds and adigizua very 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 early returns but a positive one at least for
1: dallas on the defensive line yeah he's a guy that plays with outstanding leverage and that's always going to help if you're undersized like at least if you understand leverage if you can play under a guy's pads it's going to help if you're outweighed up up front so that's a I think a good thing there the biggest takeaway I had frankly was that I think it was Dalton Schultz the tight end for Dallas had by far the best facial hair in the game like very similar to what I've currently got right now if you go to the YouTube channel and you see the uh, recovery of my beard since the charity drive that we did but he had like he had the mustache waxed like the, Mm. the the corners turned up I'm pretty sure I could do that now but I have no I have no mustache wax Steve
0: can somebody please find Sam some mustache wax? I suggested maybe you throw a little of the uh, the crop preserver from Manscaped maybe throw that on there. Would that work?
1: I don't think you can just uh, I don't think you can just substitute mustache wax with like random products you find in the house. Well, it might be worth a shot. I think you should try to do the
0: uh, Dalton Schultz. I had more football takes. I didn't know you were wrapping it up. Okay,
1: what do you got? What other football things have you got?
0: Well, two other things on the Steelers. I think two really key players: Dan Moore mid-round rookie offensive tackle graded well uh playing at tackle and you know who knows if he's gonna you know see playing time this year but if there's any positive for the Steelers on the offensive line that's a good preseason for them sure um and then James Pierre the cornerback also had a pretty solid game outside corner has a chance to play early uh with with Cameron Sutton playing in the slot so James Pierre you know an unheralded guy who the Steelers like and at least look good in the first
1: in the first game one last takeaway with Pittsburgh it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Dwayne Haskins um, because I don't think he looked great but what's interesting about Haskins is you can see first round talent compared with anybody else that was playing football at quarterback in this game right this collection of guys Garrett Gilbert Ben DiNucci Cooper Rush Mason Rudolph Josh Dobbs It looks, Haskins just looks different. He's sort of bigger, more imposing, has a clearly just more natural gifted arm. Like the physical tools inherent in this guy are obvious just compared with these other guys that are all playing in the same game, but it's not actually translating to him playing better than those guys. Now, Pittsburgh are sort of treating this as this like free look at a first round talent that could, you know, potentially be something down the line for them. But in order for them to keep that going, you know, if he lasts beyond preseason, he's probably not going to be the backup. That would be Mason Rudolph still, who played, I think, reasonably well. So does he become your number three? Do you carry him as a third quarterback for the duration of this thing? Or do you say, like, this guy has preseason to show something, otherwise he's out of here?
0: Yeah, it'll be it'll be something to watch. I thought Haskins just looked, eh, just okay. Still a little conservative, average depth of target of just four, but uh, something to keep an eye on the rest of the preseason. There we go. We got some football. It's the Hall of Fame game. And our very important instant takeaways here on the PFF NFL Daily.